0: Welcome to Love, Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host. And this is my podcast. And my guest today is the incredibly talented actress, Lindsay Burge. Okay, so you've seen Lindsay in a myriad of the coolest indie movies that exist. Uh, You've seen her in Hannah Fidel's A Teacher, Six Years, uh, as well as The Invitation. Uh, She'll be appearing in Joe Swanberg's Netflix anthology series, Easy, later this December. And now she's here on my podcast today to talk about her latest film called Thirst Street directed by Nathan Silver. So let me tell you about Thirst Street. Okay, so Lindsay plays Gina. Gina is a flight attendant who's recovering from the trauma of her ex-boyfriend's suicide. And while on Layover in Paris, Gina has a one-night stand with Jerome and, uh, and it fucking gets mental from there. It's obsessive. It's about her obsession with him and uh, the length at which she will go to uh, to woo him and and uh, get close to him. Anyway, the point is, Thirst Street is incredible. Lindsay's performance is perfection. Every facial expression, uh, the, her, the the myriad of nuances to Lindsay's performance, every glint in her eye. She's so special. And uh, Oh, and, the, and uh, Angelica Houston. Angelica Houston narrates the film. So here's the thing. Um, Third Street is going to be available on Video On Demand December 12th, but it's still in theaters. And let me give you some dates so you can see it. Uh, it's going to be playing at the Draft House Mason Park Theater in Houston, Texas on October 14th and 15th. Uh, it's going to be playing at the draft house montecillo is that am i saying that right montecillo montecillo texas uh please forgive me i've never been there i'm doing my best uh you can also see uh, it'll be there the october 14th and october 15th um you can see it from october 20th to october 26th at the parkway theater in baltimore maryland you can see it from uh, october 20th to october 26th at the alamo draft house New Mission Theater in San Francisco, California. Thirst Street will be playing in Seattle, Washington at the Northwest Film Forum uh, from November 16th to November 19th. You can also catch Thirst Street from November 24th to November 30th at the C. am I saying that right? Sea, I don't know, C. Cinema Denver Film Society in Denver, Colorado. There you go, so many opportunities to actually see Thirst Street in the theater. But if you miss out on that chance on on your opportunity, you can always watch it on Video On Demand on December 12th. Follow Lindsay on Instagram at lindsaymburge. And uh, you know what, you guys, I just wanna say, uh, I had a wonderful weekend, because I threw this event that I throw called Girls' Night In, and I wanna say thank you to all the girls who came out this weekend Uh, you're so kind, you must, you're so open hearted and uh, have such a willingness to make yourself vulnerable and open to a a do it yourself event uh, like girls night in. So let me explain for those of you out there who don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Girls night in is an event I throw for girls only. Um, and I describe it as a slumber party esque vibe girl party or like an Al-Anon meeting, except with alcohol where, uh, I get a group of girls together um via you know they they find out about it via instagram or what have you or this very podcast i get a group of girls together it's at a private residence uh there's alcohol and all the girls um share their feelings we go around in a circle and everybody shares what they're experiencing what they're noticing what they're spiraling over whatever it is they want to share um we drink We make new friends. We mix. We mingle. We laugh. We hang out. It's at a private residence. I, I, so I provide wine for all the girls, a gift bag, and yeah, it's just a, it's a really beautiful, cathartic, cozy blast. And there's so few events like this. It's a miracle. It's it's almost so simple. It's confusing and weird the idea of what Girls' Night In is. Um, But I'm doing another one. The next one, if anybody's interested. If any girls out there are interested, is Saturday, October twenty first in Los Angeles, eight p.m. till late. So, if you want to find out more about it or you want to get a ticket, DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser. Um, you know, it's a it's a it's just a cozy, fun blast. Also, I want to say, love Alexi. This podcast here is a listener-supported show. So feel free, if you like this show, to make a donation via Venmo at Alexi Wasser. Also, if you like the show, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, tell all your friends, including Lyft drivers, the barista at Starbucks, whoever will listen to you about you know whatever podcast you're into, this podcast, let them know, it helps me grow the show. Um, and that's all I wanna do, because I'm obsessed with doing this for you. Um, you can always send emails to the show at dearlovealexi at gmail.com. Here is one email sent in by a listener named Peter. Peter writes, Hi, Lexi. I don't usually write to podcasts because I assume it doesn't get read, but you seem like a genuine type who might who might actually read it, so I thought I'd give it a shot. I came across your podcast because I think Chris Thayer is, is a hilarious dude, but your interview style surprised me. I love how you weren't afraid to skirt around awkward questions and dove as deep as you could without coming off as annoying or a bully. Next up, I tried Dana Dermond." That episode was uh, was incredible, cause come on, I'm still a thirty two year old male, and the stuff you talked about at the beginning, oh by the way, Dana De Armand is a porn star for those of you don't who don't know what I'm talking about or what my what this writer is talking about anyway um alexi uh all the stuff you talked about at the beginning, however, blew, no pun intended, my mind because it's something I've struggled with myself without getting overly revealing. I held on to the old v-card way longer than most and have struggled with sex since i've lately been thinking that the reason has something to do with the overload of unrealistic stimulus that porn gives you and that i just got used to it after so long i assumed it would be a seamless transition to the real thing since obviously a real female is superior than a screen but like you said i think porn disconnects you from real life intimacy and leaves you unprepared needless to say i was really taken by and surprised at what happened uh, when it did get to the real human-to-human connection. It sucks because that, of course, is so much more what I want, but I suppose that it will take some work and brain reprogramming. I just wish I had heard your theory earlier, of course. This is a long-winded way of saying I think it's a rad that you never depended on porn and b that someone else out there has the same suspicions that I do. Anyway, you got a new subscriber out of me, and I just tracked you down on Instagram, despite uh, despite what we agree with about the whole social media dopamine thing. Sorry for the length. Keep up the cool stuff. Signed, Peter. Well, thank you so much, Peter, for you writing into the show. That's for one. Uh, that's one. And, uh, and also for your kind words. And uh, I just – I'm flattered. I'm flattered to get the email. Thank you for liking – the podcast. And, uh, and before I actually throw us over to this interview, because this is a fun one, this is a fun, silly girl talk chat, a girl date, if you will, will between me and Lindsay Burge. Uh, that's super fun and silly. And I reveal way too much about my own, uh, my personal life. You're going to find out I kissed somebody she knows. And, uh, anyway, and lots of other stuff. And it's just, you know, every episode is different. This is meandering and tangential and it's always interesting to see what the podcast is like, depending on who the guest is and this is uh, this is what the episode this is what what uh, happened when you put you know, this is what happens when you put me and Lindsay Birds in a room for two hours to chat. Um, so it's a fun one, but what's not so fun is what's been going on uh, lately in our culture, in the this current cultural climate. Uh, I've been reading about Harvey Weinstein and every single thing that's uh, come out about his behavior and sexually harassing women and assaulting women. And there's so much I want to say about all of this. I think I'm going to save it for next week's intro because I'm still processing everything that's been coming out about him and all the brave women who've been stepping forward to talk about their encounters with him. And I just have to say it's crazy because all of this stuff coming out and I'm sure this is no surprise to girls women listening right now, but you know it's really been triggering for me and all of my my female friends and bringing to the surface all the situations we've been in we've been in and encounters we've had with men in power who are wielding their power over us and gaslighting us and putting us in these murky, uncomfortable situations we didn't want to be in, but we had to try to navigate gracefully and try to get out of these horrible situations without, you know, hopefully without offending the ego of the guy who's trying to fuck us and and use his power to get what he wants from us. And it's just been like, really emotional for me and I realized like oh my god yeah all this stuff is all these feelings and past experiences that I've kind of suppressed and stifled are kind of coming are bubbling up to the surface same same as they did when Trump was elected and uh and I just want to I just wanted to mention that mention how I'm feeling about everything that's coming out about Harvey Weinstein but then really get into it next week in the intro because uh it's just too much because I, I want to talk about my own personal stories about being in business meetings and really uncomfortable, inappropriate uh, situations with men in power that I was working with, executives, and just just horror stories. Anyway, I'm going to shut the fuck up. I'll talk about that more later. It's about four something in the morning. It took me a really long time to record this intro uh, and get all, get my act together for this particular episode. So I'm going to send this to Aristotle now, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with the incredibly, incredibly talented actress and my new friend, Lindsay Burge. Now entering Nerdist.com. Okay, just throw something in my hand if you want me to turn it back on. There she is! Oh, my dear. They mm. smell good. This is my what producer. producer. Aristotle Lindsay. You? Lindsay, hey, nice Lindsay. Nice you. Aristotle, you're there. Oh, God, I think it's too hot from the fan on them right now. I know, it's like, I almost put my, like, sandals on because I was like, I bet it's going to be hot. I can't believe how hot it is. It's always either hot or cold, you never know. I can't live my life like this, Lindsay. I can't live my life like this. <laughs> we're recording already, but if you say anything weird or crazy or I do or anything, that's like, we're like, how do we, why do we do that? I'll just cut it out. So I just, like his Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, let's ease into it. Thank you for doing this. <laughs> do I have to listen to myself? I guess I do. I mean, I, I think it's so cool. We can be like... I feel like we're, like, kids, but we're playing, like, hey, what would it be like if we had, like, a a radio show? I actually used to do that. Really? (laughs) And here I am now. That's so cute. Um, I used to play, like, a secretary. Oh, me too. (laughs) And I'd be, like, I'd really mean business. I'd be, like, no. Like, I mean, so bossy, were you like that? Yeah, it was all about, like, answering the phone and the pizza man being there and stuff. And the pizza man. I don't know why. I don't know why. I did. Sexy. I, I did watch your your thing. Oh, so. you did. Yeah. God, I know. Well, I mean, I don't know that you watch my thing. I'm just thinking about pizza men now. <laughs> uh, what Lindsay's referring to is I made a short film where I try to seduce a pizza man into having sex with me and succeed. I don't think I do. No, you don't. I don't. We just he becomes my spirit guide. and We, just have, a, we have a chat because sometimes that's more important. Oh man, how are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm good today. I stopped. I was not drinking coffee for four days. Why? Uh, I do that to myself sometimes and it was, it was horrible. Yeah. I don't like that. I'm back in today. So I feel like myself again. Good. Is that what's in that pot? It's actually tea. Tea. All right. I'm only allowed to have it once a day. Once a day. Okay. That's Okay. He agrees. He agrees. Aristotle wants to do (laughs) that. How cute is Aristotle? (laughs) Very. I know. (laughs) (laughs) The nodding and shaking. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) I have to do that at once, you know, at least once a podcast episode where I have to like make reference to Aristotle, being attractive. Uh, Sometimes I throw in like a weird thing where I play the part of like uh, like I'm obsessed with him or I I flirt with him, but it's just a joke. Uh Uh-huh. <laughs> just a joke. Um, Man, I have so many things to ask you, but I don't think that I can ask them. Ask right me now. everything. No, ask me whatever, and we'll just cut it out. We'll just have, have marks for cuts, like, have a little bit of a pause. How, uh, how so what happened on, what, what day was that? Sunday? Can we leave this into the podcast? In the <laughs> podcast, I went out the other night. Okay, you guys get ready for a massive chunk of like, hey, where did that information go? Because we don't understand what they're talking about. Uh, we were about to discuss. Uh, okay, Lindsay and I got really drunk the other day. Not really drunk. Oh yeah, speak <laughs> speak for myself. I got really drunk the other day. I can I should never drink again. But I already had alcohol yesterday, like during the day, <laughs> on a Facetime call with a matchmaker in New York. Who wait, like, wait, what? Her name's Amy Van Doren, and she like, I think that's her name, and she matches like kooky artsy types like neat people i feel like i know that name actually so cool so we facetimed and we were like let's have a rose facetime anyway but back to you and i hung out the other night we had uh and we're gonna talk about thirst street we're gonna talk about who you are this whole episode is a love letter to you (laughs) we got to get people in seats so they leave their house and go to the theater to see thirst street because it's so great there are a lot of things I want to talk to you about, but it's so weird because we're on this auditory thing right now. and like, <laughs> people can hear us if I don't cut it out. Okay. Yeah. So what happened the other day? What are you talking about? Well, last I saw you, you were uh, flirting heavily <laughs> with my co-star <laughs> with your, co- with your co-star, but wasn't he, was he not flirting with me? Yeah, of course he was. Okay, good. I know, but we, you add it. makes me feel that's was the weird thing. Cause when you and Alan were like, talking about us flirting, I felt so exposed because I felt like all the blame was being put on me, like I was doing something wrong and it was just one-sided. Well, that's you assuming that flirting is a bad thing. Oh, I don't think it's a bad thing, but when you're like, you were flirting, I was like, oh my god, was I alone in this? Oh god. Maybe it was just more interesting for me to see you flirting, because I've already seen Damian flirting. Ooh. So, but to see him, you flirting was sort of like a novelty for me. Okay, but we were equally flirting. I just have to make sure. Is this true? You guys were both flirting. You, okay, know, you know that. Just well I don't. I do. I know, I'm just getting to know you. I don't I don't know. So, and and also, people can can be mean to me sometimes. I get uh, I get defensive of like people thinking a certain way of me. So I was oh, like, I wait, see. am I alone in this? Yeah, because I put myself out there so much. I, I'm starting to get sensitive to. I'm sorry. I know it's not you. It's me. It's clearly uh, me. I don't know yet how people are mean to you. So, oh no, I'm just uh, didn't mean to play into your sensitivity. Well, no, that's totally my fault. But okay, mm, oh yeah, and also I want to make sure I don't. Sometimes I get afraid. I'm delusional, and I don't know what's going on in yeah. the like how I'm I'm like is it possible I'm walking the world and I'm just thinking like somebody's flirting with me but really it's just me like how I am with Aristotle I'm worried like I'm like that with Aristotle like how I am with Aristotle with every man in the world and all of them are like leave me alone because that's like my dynamic with Aristotle because he has a girlfriend yeah so I'm like oh god I hope uh, I hope that's just not how I live my life with like rogue men that I like meet but yeah so we're flirting so what happened (gasps) you know what happened (laughs) I texted you (laughs) But this is the first time I'm seeing you. <laughs> well, I'll tell you after the podcast. Okay. I'll tell you all now, but that's a good mark for a cat. Okay. So, uh, mm-hmm. no, I mean, like, I was so drunk. I was so drunk. And I had, like, white wine. I had rose, two yeah. roses at the get go. Yeah. Then we're ordering, like, red wine. Yeah. And then I, we had, like, two white wines because they, like, took our drinks away. But yeah. I already, so I had, like, seven glasses of wine. And I don't know how drunk he was, maybe not that drunk, but I think he was drunk. I think he was drunk, yeah. And then you guys, like, we're making out. I don't even remember saying goodbye to you. Yeah. Did we say goodbye? I yeah, we like... did. We okay. said goodbye. And then we were like kissing. We said goodbye, but then I had left my uh, blanket there. <laughs> <laughs> So I had to go back in and get my blanket, and so then I got to see you guys more, like, unwatched, which was kind of really cute. What was happening unwatched? He was just, like, like playing with your hair, and you were, like, being, like, a little bit handsy, but, like, in a cute way. Oh! I mean, it was really cute, actually. I was like, oh, that's nice. <clears throat> <laughs> well. Flirting is nice. It <laughs> is so nice, but, okay. So I was very drunk. We were kissing, and I was like trying to seem like it's like, you know, when you're drunk, like your main goal is to be like, to not seem drunk, it's just to be like, (laughs) I gotta keep it together. So I was like, I was like, what should we? And also, I got a DM on Instagram from a friend of mine who was like, hey, really great seeing you the other night at Zebulon. I went over to say goodbye to you, but you were distracted. So it's like, because we were like full on making out. And I was like, oh my God. So, Oh, my God. So then I was like, what should we do? Where should we go? And he was like, sacre bleu. No, he was like, uh, he was like... <laughs> well, where do you live? <laughs> yeah. Well, he was like, where do you live? I was like, let's go to your place. And then, uh, but yes, yeah, so we went to my place, and I was just like not so cool because I was, I was like just trying to keep it together, but I couldn't make conversation. I assumed he, I could barely make conversation. I was saying things like, have you seen this French film? Like, I was <laughs> He was like, "Oui," <laughs> and I was like, and then I was like, "Let's go to your place." He's like, "No," and I guess his place was a cesspool or something. He didn't like where he was staying, so he comes over to my house and we make out. I mean, do I have to cut all this out? I mean, pretty much. I don't want him to be like, but I haven't talked to he him. He doesn't since, care. I'm sure. <clears throat> but I was just really drunk, language barrier, so sleepy. Yeah. Could and then like. I had my period, yeah. and I didn't really want him to do anything with me. But I was like, ah, uh, I was like, ah, I got away from me. So he just like fooled around, and then like he was like, well, I'm gonna go back to my place to get some sleep because I gotta leave town. Be at, like a one o'clock flight, and I yeah. was like, I was like, great. And then I like stayed up and watched Curb Your Enthusiasm. But I have yet to hear from him, and I don't expect to ever hear from him. But I was just like, like, I hate being that drunk. Well, was it nice, or did you feel like bad? Did you? It seems like it was fine. It was good. Oh, was I don't nice. feel like it was bad. I, I just feel like. After I left, I was like, I wonder if I did the right thing by just encouraging Luke. them. <laughs> oh, because then I got confused because I was like, I just didn't expect him to make out with me yeah. because he was like after that other girl. And then we yeah, were yeah. all chatting and I was like, I don't like French guys. And then I just felt like, oh, well, that girl's gone. So what? Like, And then you were, I was like, did you ask him to make out with me? Because I think I was very sensitive. Like, I was having my period. Very sensitive. The yeah, period, very saying, sensitive. Yeah. And then you were like, well, yeah, I, I kind of told him. And so after you <laughs> left, I was like, oh, my God, now Lindsay has to like make men make out with me i was like i can't believe this and that was like this weird story i was telling myself and then when you left i was like Lindsay told you to make out did she make you make like of course he was like no (laughs) but of course uh, not but uh but he's very handsome if i had not had my period and i do not need to keep this into the podcast if i had not had my period yeah I'm so glad I did though because I don't know him well enough to have sex with him. Well, because you were talking to me in, a, in the bathroom about how you were looking for that sort of a thing. Yeah, but I had my period, I, but, and it, but, I knew that he was looking for that sort of thing. So I was just like, "This seems like a, a perfect an easy match. match." I know, but the bummer is though, <laughs> He's leaving the next day. I know that's t- no big deal. That's too much for me. Oh, I think really? like I think that's too much because it's like, well, I had my period. Language barrier and somebody's leaving the country the next day is like a little bit too. Like, see you later, and I'm like, right. oh my god, like, like, right. like, I at least have some friends who are like, I don't know. I'm actually getting really, and we will throw this to you, and and, and it won't be all about my. I mean, I'm happy to just only talk about you. No, stop picking your <laughs> fingers. You got these beautiful fingers. We don't want them to bleed. Um, yeah, I'm so confused. I feel like I at least want to laugh with somebody or know someone, right? But, yeah, but I didn't feel guilty the next morning. I was like, all right, see you later. Yeah. Au revoir. Totally. <laughs> well, he's obviously, like, I mean, I feel like you could tell that he's a decent guy. Yeah. So that helps. Yeah. And you now know. I'm into French men, so that's good. Yeah. But I don't know if I want this out there that I made out of your co-star. It just has to be. No, I know. I'm, I do the edits, so it doesn't have to be <laughs> But I always like having a conversation with my, uh, I don't know, my guests. Victims. So it's real. With my victims? No. Um anyway well depending on what i did or did not just cut out of our conversation um (laughs) wait so why were you so we went out drinking the other day and then how did you feel the next day the next day oh Oh, god it was a bad day that was a bad day i mean i had been traveling and um like promoting the movie for about a month and i had just gotten back to town and then we had that screening that you came to on friday and then uh so that Monday was kind of like my first day back to regular reality, regular life, just yeah. like, uh, and you know, I turned on my phone, went on the internet and it was like, there had been that shooting, I guess, while we had been out basically. While we had been out and we're at a music venue too, cause they were like setting, so like knowing that we were out, sorry, to, uh, knowing that we were out at a music venue all together and when I woke up the next day hungover, I didn't care that I'd had like a sexy makeout rendezvous uh, or were hungover or whatever. I just thought, wow, I was out with my friends alive, and I was so happy that it just made me reflect on like being alive and celebrating life, or something It made me so sad that these people. Yeah, it was know. it was weird because I felt like it was a it, it was a very nice night. I think in in the end of the night, we all had a really nice time. and yeah. We were all in a great mood and sort of feeling good, and uh, and so it was it was yeah, it was a bit of a rude awakening. And I honestly, I was like basically in bed for the next two hours. I just got I fell into like a twitter hole you did kind of just reading about it and i just made myself miserable really quickly yeah and then and then to, uh, you know then the news came that tom petty died even though he actually hadn't died at that point the he game. hadn't died he died at like 8 p.m yeah, it was it's really, how weird is that it was a very weird thing yeah but uh, And it reminded me of Election Day and how Leonard Cohen died the day after Election Day. Oh, my God. But then in some weird way, and, and, and like crying again over, you know, just like crying again over a different kind of thing. But, um, but then I found that clip that I think I sent you, or at least I, I don't know. What is this uh, clip? This, this like Gary Shandling, Tom Petty uh, interview somebody oh. had posted on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, The source of my pain became the source of my solace. And there was uh, this clip of the two of them basically just hanging out. And uh, I mean, I guess it's sort of an interview, but he's really just hanging out with Tom Petty. Um, And it was so nice. It's like 20 minutes long. You should definitely look it up. It just just made me feel a lot better. Because it's easy for me sometimes in situations like that to sort of get lost in like, why don't I just go to law school and become like a, uh, an activist or, you know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. And it was nice to just watch those two guys talking to each other and um, remembering that there's a purpose for people making art and things like that also. Wait, why would all of what happened make you want to go to law school? <laughs> why? You're so perfect doing exactly what you're doing. Oh, just because, I don't know, sometimes when there's a, acute suffering like mm-hmm. that, it feels like there are, I, 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 and I feel, and I'm like deeply affected by it. Then I feel like, uh, you know, I feel tempted to to do something that's a little bit more direct. I yeah. guess like you like there's this feeling of like oh I wish I I wish I had skills or abilities to do something that was was that was direct. Yeah, yeah. and even then you would probably feel like you're not doing enough, right? Yeah, certainly. Yeah. Whereas like art sometimes feels oblique or something oh god I mean putting out a podcast on this past Wednesday after all that happened I was like I felt so embarrassed I was just like okay I'm gonna put out this pop culture kind of silly thing that and then I just had to reframe and go oh well it's if it distracts people if it makes people happy or smile or feel less alone then it's like that's that's what it is it's not you know because this is not a political yeah platform I don't know if you can tell but this is not a political podcast yeah uh, but yeah we're not exactly (laughs) you know but uh but, yeah, I definitely face that, too, where I'm like, oh, God, I feel, I don't know. Like I just felt that. like everybody was really sad this week. Maybe I'm wrong. But yeah. But it feels like it, it was really affected everybody. Kind yeah. Of, to me. So how did you start to feel better? You watched that clip. I watched that clip. And then... Uh I don't remember. Oh, yeah, I, hung, I went on a hike. I hung out with some girlfriends, you yeah. know, things like that. Normal yeah. things. Normal things. Went back to drinking coffee. Yeah. Decided not to punish myself. Yeah, don't <laughs> punish yourself. How often do you drink? Not coffee, alcohol. Alcohol? Yeah. Um, it really depends. I mean, usually if I'm hanging out with people, unless they're people who don't drink, we drink. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Yeah. Where's our rosé? Aristotle. Aristotle. Okay, he told you to bring the rosé. I told you to bring the rosé. You did send me an emoji of two champagne glasses clinking, so I was kind of expecting I know, something. you know what? I almost <laughs> brought like a half drunk whatever bottle of rosé, <laughs> but then I was like, no, like that's that's crazy. But uh Man, when I drank yesterday during the day, I got so tired. It made me feel even more loopy when you drink during the day. Oh, I can't. I, can't, I kind of can't do it actually. It I makes can't. me really tired. It makes me so tired <laughs> and then I feel like my whole life's through. I'm like the whole day has been shot. This is so fucked. like so I like nighttime. Yeah. But my god, you know what? Had I not had so much red wine or my period, I would have loved to have crazy sex with your co-star. I really blew it. That's all. Okay. I am like Anyway, it kind of sucks when you get your period in a situation like that, right? Can I have your ears, Aristotle? This was a major bummer. This is like for, for sure cut. This is for sure a cut. Oh, I hate when I do cuts. Whatever. Don't listen to this. He's just not. Kidding. I know. He only has like the biggest... <laughs> He's stuff. not. So, I was so drunk just like... It was just such a sloppy... Like, Have you ever watched Sex in the City or no? Yeah. Remember the episode with Miranda is dating that really hunky, like, police officer. Everybody this week, every single thing is coming back to Sex and the <laughs> City. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everything that anyone's talking about, they're like, you remember that episode where Miranda... <laughs> you remember that episode, yeah. man? <laughs> I'm like, no. <laughs> you don't? Wait, okay, she's dating a hunky remember police officer. Remember she's dating a hunky police officer she thinks he's way too good looking for her? Not really. I just don't remember, sorry. All right. It's been a while, but what, t- but what happened? But happens? She, gets, she has, like, six double vodka martinis to feel good enough to, like... Uh, be with him because she thinks he's too good looking uh-huh. and uh, and they have like this crazy and it's just like this horrible, she's just not smooth or graceful. I just feel like, yeah, had I not had my period and had I been like just tipsy and feeling sexy, but not like, oh, I never drink wine <laughs> <laughs> or just like, <laughs> it could have been awesome. But in a weird way, I guess this just, you know, the universe protecting me. I think it was probably the the best it could have been under the circumstances. I mean, oh. it seemed very sweet to it me. It was, but then my had When I happened, came to like, get my blanket. When you came <laughs> to get your blanket! But, uh... But I feel like he is the kind of person who, like, if you had just been like, I'm on my period, he would have been like, that's cool. Oh, my God, I blew it. I think you kind of did. I'm glad nothing happened with your co-star, because if it had, it would have been a reverse Thirst Street situation. But anyway, we got to tell everybody listening um, <laughs> what Thirst Street is, and then we'll go back to the, you know, what's going on in the world and how we're feeling and stuff tell us <laughs> you're in this really awesome movie it's called thirst street uh tell the listeners how do you describe it if you're at a party and they're like what thirst street mm-hmm. it's an erotic thriller <laughs> yeah um sort of a black comedy also about a flight attendant who um is grieving for her lost love goes to paris on a layover falls in love with a flight attendant well, I mean, um, has a one-night stand. Start over. I can't do this it. sucks. I don't, I don't remember. <laughs> oh my god. I don't remember what it's about. All right, you guys. My guest, Lindsay Berger <laughs> stars in a movie called Thirst Beat where she plays a flight attendant uh, grieving the suicide See, of her <laughs> boyfriend, husband, boyfriend. <laughs> boyfriend. So, uh, in a, uh, on a layover in Paris, she falls in love. She has a one-night stand has- with a bartender played by Damien Bonnard, <laughs> who we were talking about a bit earlier. Keep going. <laughs> And uh, she becomes obsessed with him. It's a case of Amour Fou. How dare you talk to me like that? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She moves to Paris. She gets a place across the street from his house. She pursues him doggedly. Oh, my God. That's actually my dream. I I wish somebody would thirst street me. I'm always like, hello, anybody, Aristotle? (laughs) Nothing. He lives across town. But go on. He might move. There's still time. He's got a girlfriend. Like, <laughs> he's been there with his girlfriend for 20 years. 20? He's only 26. 27? <laughs> 25. Oh my God, he keeps getting younger and younger. <sighs> Keep going, Lindsay. What, you want me to tell you more about the movie? Yeah. Are you just putting on lipstick? Yeah. <laughs> for I'm this learning. Podcast? I'm learning with you. I'm <laughs> looming up. It's new It's moisturizing. It has a moisturizing effect. I'm going to want some too. Okay, not mine though, because that's gross. But so we shot the movie in. <laughs> you won't share your chapstick. I you? would. I actually would. And <laughs> a Listreeman strip. We're not sponsored by. I just enjoy them. Do you want one? Sure. <clears throat> oh my God. So we shot the movie in Paris. Last summer, <clears throat> and it was the best time ever. Sean Price Williams shot it. Nathan Silver directed it. What else do you want to know? Um, <laughs> I was working with Sean Price Williams. He's a, for those of you guys who don't know, he's a, a, a hot, in-demand, sought-after, 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 very, very talented cinematographer. Also a babe, six two, six three. Not sure. Maybe six four. I don't Maybe know. six four. <laughs> Shot. Listen up, uh, listen up, Philip. Good time. Uh, heaven knows what. Golden exits. All kinds of stuff. All kinds of great stuff. And Thirst Street. Super talented. He was your DP. Mm-hmm. He has a big personality, though. Huge personality. Is it scary to work with him? Is he, like, uh, is he like a director in a sense? Um, bossy? No, I was, re- well, he's bossy. Uh, I was really excited to work with him because we've known each other for a really long time but had never really worked together except we did one day, I think, on Mike Belandick's new movie called Joby's World. Joby's World. <laughs> if I ever get a boyfriend again, I definitely don't want to say it be Joby. I, I think that's how you say uh-huh. it. I could be wrong. Um, and uh, yeah, so I was really excited to work with him. We're friends. And uh, and I was also curious about how it would go. And it was great. I mean, it was super fun. He, is, he, he kind of has like a reputation for being this rock star personality. And I think it's true, but also he's... Um, has a talent to back it up. Yeah, he totally does. And I, from what I can tell, the directors who work with him really, really love working with him. All uh, men, right? All men? I can't think of a female director he's worked with, but I'm, I'm sure there are some. I mean, he used to work with his ex girlfriend, Jessica Oreck. Maybe he's, he's still single. No 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 no. Oh <laughs> <laughs> no, no 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 no. I mean whatever. He has a lovely girlfriend, Lizzie. <laughs> Shout out to Lizzie. Do you know Lizzie? I do now. Oh no, I have met her. She's beautiful. I'm sorry. First, I got. I was like, what? she's amazing. Pretty, yeah. Um, she's like the best girlfriend <laughs> for Sean. Also. Oh wow. What does that mean? Just means she. You know. She just does great for him. That's what I need. She keeps him calm. She takes care of him. She puts up with him. Oh God, that's what I need—somebody <laughs> to put up with me. But I don't want to talk about his rocks. I mean, he's—you so, know—that's so much part of his. His legend is just yeah. larger than <laughs> larger than life than it needs Wait. to be. Well, here's what I want to talk about. You are like the darling of indie cinema. How did this happen? I mean, I know what I see when I watch you in movies. Like you're so. I mean, you are you must be so sensitive in your real life. And I know we talked about this a little bit, but yeah, like. I am really, really sensitive. Are you really, really sensitive? Yeah, I'm incredibly sensitive. Yeah, because. Every, you are too, which I'm, I found out on Sunday. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I said one thing and she really doesn't like it. What did you say? What did you say? <laughs> the thing we were talking about before where I was like, I said you were flirting and you were like, you got really upset as though I was oh, accusing you of something. Oh, no, because I thought, uh, no, just to explain, you no, know, I already said it because I yeah. just thought, I thought you were like, you're flirting and poor. Damian? No, no. I was just saying I enjoyed watching you, but I noticed how sensitive you were and it made me uh, I, I empathize with you. Oh, good. That makes me happy. Okay, good. Um, I sympathize with you as well. <sighs> Thank God. I need somebody too. But uh, I don't know. Every single facial expression I've seen, like, you know, uh, it's called A Teacher, right? Mm-hmm. A Teacher Six Years, right? Mm-hmm. That was DP'd by Andrew Joe's Palermo, right? Mm-hmm, both of them were, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Both of those movies? Yeah, I think he's shot all of hannah's most recent films hannah fidel's movies yeah i love all of her movies so i want to get to like how you two met how you started working together but like yeah i think i first saw you in a teacher and you're so sexy and you, you you play like and every facial expression is so perfect and nuanced and it's like i can feel every feeling going on behind your eyes and it's just like yeah, you're just so incredibly talented. Thanks. And I'm your number one fan. I'm here to murder you. I guess I'm performing <laughs> for you. I am, because I feel it. I'm like, oh, my God, that could be me. Oh, God. No, but it's, uh, but you're just so delicate, and it's just like, yeah, your eyes are so expressive, and you, and also, yeah, you're just the most, and you're so sexy, too. You're just like, I know I said that already, and now I'm thinking think you're like, my target audience. Maybe. I think I am, too. <laughs> Maybe I was flirting with your co-star just so you would uh, get jealous and notice me and just be like, "No, but it's me. I'm me." Well, re-. it worked. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> and here we you're are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I'm gonna listen back to this and be like, "Stop shrieking, Alexia I can't!" Just let her be her. <laughs> just stop. Um, but uh, but yeah, where? Like, I mean, I don't even know how far back and how to start the question. But I want to know. I want to know your whole life story. I want to know where you were born, how you started mm-hmm. acting, that- when you met Hannah Fidel. like. And when that, you know, is she your best friend in the entire world, Hannah Fidel? Uh, Caitlin is my best friend in the entire world. She is? (laughs) Oh, my God. And also, do we still call people best friends? Yeah, we do. Okay, good. I do. I mean, I have have like a handful of them. Yeah. I have a real girl, strong girl gang. Yeah. Um, Strong girl gang. Yeah. Very solid. I just imagine you guys all on motorcycles with helmets on and me behind you like running I, with like I'm, a helmet being I'm, like, hey, wait up, guys. <laughs> I'm really scared of motorcycles, so that wouldn't be me. I, I am too. <laughs> I would maybe be on the back of one of theirs with my arms around them, but I would um, have my eyes closed probably. Where were you born? I was born in Pasadena, California. You were? Yeah. Oh, my God. Where were you born? I was born in, uh, on Fountain and Kings Road in West Hollywood. It, at a hospital? How dare you! Like yeah, no, in a bathtub in an apartment. No, um, yeah, uh, Kaiser Permanente. Okay, just yeah. checking. Okay, where were you born? Uh, Huntington Hospital. Okay, okay. <laughs> the way you said it, I thought maybe it was a bathtub birth, and I was like, cool. I think a lot of people think that, <laughs> not me. Wait, do you want kids? Of course, you do. Do you not? I do, but I wonder if I'll age out. I mean, I think I might also, but I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. at least you have a boyfriend yeah but he's also very young oh he is well uh, yeah we can talk about that later <laughs> exclusive <laughs> wait how old is he oh we don't have to talk about he's that 27 27 yeah and you and i are both 62 yeah, yeah, just si- kidding. <laughs> 65 i'm 65 no um um i think younger men are better i always i think, think i want older men there are lots of merits to them yeah and I have a lot of energy. Yeah. Sexual energy. Good, good for you, girl. Aquarius rising. I'm an Aquarius. What are you? <clears throat> Leo. Okay. I think we talked about this the other night. I think, uh, I think we're really giving the people what they want in the podcast community. We started with our birth and then we're just <laughs> falling rapidly down. Um, what okay. do people want in the podcast community? I don't know. Okay. Born in Pasadena. Yeah. Living your life. Uh, Yeah. And then you always knew you wanted to be an actress? I did always know I wanted to be an actress. I grew up, I went to school in Pasadena and, you know, I didn't, so I didn't really pursue acting in a professional manner as a young person because I was right here in LA and it, it, I could see that it had weird effects on people to maybe work be in the business young yeah and i was like scared of that so and my parents were just like you need to go to college no matter what so i did that i studied acting at nyu in new york which is where i met a lot of my friends including kate and uh and then yeah and then i when i graduated from college i started working production actually a lot and i was casting and producing and things like that like what what was I, casting and producing? Yeah. First, I was working on a lot of uh, music videos and commercials because I started working for this company called Green Card Pictures in New York, Very which my good. friends had started. Oh, my God. You can't see her. Her neck wiggles and movements <laughs> since you said that to me. All right. okay. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, and I liked casting. Have you ever done casting? I bet you'd be great at it. Oh, a long time ago, I used to assist people, and I would like, do street casting, yeah, and exactly. I, I thought of oh, and I used to always date really broke musicians yeah. who were gorgeous, and I'd be like, just meet with my commercial, you know, my yeah. commercial agent, and then they'd end up like buying a house with the money they made from commercials. That's all. Keep so buying. you're so you're a born scout. I'm a born scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I did a bit of that for a while. I also uh, I worked on like this movie, Give Me the Loot, that was at South by Southwest. Really. Good movie. Oh, who directed that? Adam Leon. Oh, oh my God. Okay. And then, uh, and then I, but then kind of overnight, I, I realized I needed to start acting if I was going to be acting. Why? Just because I was getting older. I was like in my mid twenties. Yeah. And I was just like, oh shit, if I don't do this now. It's over. I'm going to be too old to start. Yeah. I mean, to start, you know. Yeah. I'm not necessarily agreeing. I'm just saying yeah, because I can't think of a better word to use or to fill the silence with. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, and then I just started doing it, so I started doing that. So what was your first thing? Well, I mean I'd been doing stuff all along. I've been acting all along in my friends' stuff and I think it was just more a matter of stopping doing other things so that I could focus on doing that. And uh the first thing I mean my boy my then boyfriend and I made a movie called First Winter. I want uh, names? I don't want name. No, I don't want any names. I'm just totally teasing. I mean, you could, I just told you the name of the movie. <laughs> oh yeah. I'll be right back. I'm going to go look them up. Yeah. So you guys, let's all take a break so we can quickly. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, that played at Tribeca. And then I, so that was, I guess my first movie, but Hannah's, I feel like a teacher, Hannah's movie was kind of my first like bigger thing. I love this movie so much. I remember somehow somebody sent me a trailer for it. I clicked on a link. I was like, Oh my God, this is right <laughs> up my alley. Oh, maybe it was David Lowry who sent it to me. And uh, so, how did you meet Hannah? We met actually because my, that same boyfriend, whose name's Ben Dickinson, okay. um, was working at he, his production company. He was rep by this company called RSA, which is like Ridley Scott's commercial production company in New York. And she was a receptionist there. Oh my God. Yeah. And so wow. I was producing his commercials sometimes. And so I would be in the office. And she, we were kind of about the same age. And you know, young and females and whatever, and so you hated each other immediately. So we loathed one another. Yeah, <laughs> daggers. <laughs> so oh we became friends, and it was pretty uh, a pretty easy friendship. We lived in the same neighborhood in Williamsburg, and uh, and then she went to South by Southwest and watched a bunch of movies, and she, suddenly she was like, "I want to make a movie." And so that actually wasn't a teacher; it was something that we made before that, but. Uh, what happened with that what was that it was a, it was it was basically I think she calls it like her her film school you know yeah. she made a feature she learned a ton and um, and then she made another one a little later on which yeah. was a teacher once was a, she once she had a little more experience so she made a full on feature yeah that, that we have not seen yeah, nobody's seen it. Oh, my God. What, what was it called? Is it top secret? That's for her to tell me? I don't. I, mean, I hope she doesn't mind me talking about it. It's called We're Glad You're Here. We're Glad You're Here. That's a great title. It was a great title. Yeah. Um, and What was that about? we was going to get some it was, like a, it was like a mumblecore kind of movie. Girl goes back to her college town and I kind of don't remember. I mean, go, goes back to her college town and, and meets a guy and they have a little bit of a romance. Yeah. And Ben actually played that guy. Oh, Ben Dickinson? Yeah, which was funny. Because um, we, <gasps> we, were, we were like three years into a relationship at that point, and we were like playing people who were meeting each other for the first time and improvising, and he's not exactly an actor. I mean, he acts in his own stuff, but he's yeah. not totally an actor. He just listened to that. You say that on the podcast. He's like, how dare she? I'm just counting on him not listening. He's not going to listen <laughs> to this. No way. <laughs> you don't even know what a podcast is. I've never met this guy, but uh, I'm sure he's fine. <laughs> He's great, but... Uh, he can't ruin our lives in any way, right? How? Exactly. I mean, how? I don't know. You tell me. I mean, <laughs> probably you could. What are we, to sell over here? <laughs> <laughs> oh so my that's God. how Hannah and I met. And then, and then she came back at me, you know, a couple years later, and she was like, I know we made that other movie, and I didn't love the way it turned out, but do you want to make another movie? Yeah. <laughs> and it was a teacher, and she told me the kind of pitch... Uh, which is that it was about a teacher who was having an affair with her student and that it was going to just kind of start in the middle of their relationship and just watch her downfall. And um, and I loved the idea. And I was like, yep, want to do it. Oh, my God, yes. And that's another thing. You have a habit yeah. of playing these girls who go mental, yeah, which I love to watch because I feel like, and I feel like a lot of women love to watch that because they go, they see themselves in you or in that character or they're like, Oh that's at least that's not me. Yeah, totally. But it prob- probably is them. I know I've been that girl, I think, or at least internally. If you, if men could hear my internal monologues, I'm sure you've been that girl. Um I've definitely been that girl. And I <laughs> How dare you? I'm just saying <laughs> As sen- I have. as sensitive as you are, I just think it's likely. And yeah. there are certainly women who I oh, think I have. do not relate to those characters and it always is just really shocking to me and I'm really impressed by them. I'm not. You know what I say about those girls and <laughs> so, <laughs> you're not invited on the podcast. Wait, does <laughs> Hannah Fidel relate to those characters? Yeah, of course. I mean, I think oh that's God, why I love she, her even more now. I mean, I think she does. Yeah, she definitely does. We'll get her on the pod. We'll ask her. Yeah, maybe. Get her maybe on the pod. I, mean, I hope. I. Hope I mean, she's actually recently happily married. So she is. So maybe she's solved all of her problems. I oh guess. my God. Okay. Wait. Well, so a teacher happens. Teacher happens. And then and what? The end. <laughs> <laughs> no, and then you guys went on to, uh, to and how was that? Having sex and making out. Uh, not that you actually had sex with, with the young boy, but that seems great. <laughs> that's <what you're> th- <laughs> <laughs> that seems like a real blast. Um, you mean making out with that boy seems mm-hmm. like a blast? It's mm-hmm. so funny that people like people have such different reactions to things. Um, <laughs> I love that. That's your reaction. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's a he's a great. Person. he's a ta- really talented actor and a really sweet guy. He was twenty years old, I think. Blah blah blah. That. Get to the bacon out. Yeah, he's twenty years old. <laughs> twenty years old. How old were you when you made the movie? Twenty-seven. I, I love think? it. Fantastic. Um. So to me, he was like a child. I wasn't yet into younger men at that point. Oh my god! <laughs> I like to say that Hannah created that in me. I sometimes feel like when you play, when you do a movie. If it's not something you've already experienced, you're like training in yourself an imprint for like future experience. Oh my God. Uh, That's a good point. So I try to be a little bit careful. Oh, what roles you take on? Self aware, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the younger man thing, I think, is definitely Hannah's fault. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she's going to have to live with that for the rest of her life. Because also in the next movie, it's a younger man yeah. in six years. Remember? Yeah. No, I was going to get to that. Yeah. yeah. So, how much younger is that guy? Who's that played by? Ben Rosenfield. Oh, what a babe. Is it Rosenfield? I don't Phil? know. He's your... I don't know. i sorry, it, Ben. But he's on... Uh, he's on... <laughs> Boardwalk Empire. He's in Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Yeah, he is a babe. How tall is he? Great actor. Let's get to the um, good stuff. How tall is he? I don't know. Not. Um, I mean, not like... Not, Jeff Goldblum, tall. You know, he's. Uh, <laughs> Why would you say that? <laughs> so that's a weird reference to make off the cuff. <laughs> totally, just randomly picking a celebrity who's really tall, so everyone understands what we're talking about. <laughs> he's uh, You know, People Ben is, are- is 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 a normal height. I don't know how tall he is. Oh, I remember one time I I was acting in a thing and I had to make out with my with my uh, with a fellow actor, and I remember he went to the director and then the director came over to me and went. Um, I'll just call him Mark. He goes, um, yeah, Mark just, like, you're just, like, kissing a little too intensely. Oh! So- <laughs> I was, like, because I was, like, oh, my God, I bet, like, Mark probably has feelings for me. I can't believe it. I mean, like, surely he's falling in love with me. And then, like, the note was, yeah, it just, like, Mark's uncomfortable with the amount of time ta- <gasps> you're <laughs> Oh, my God. <laughs> So Wait, funny. the actor had given you this note. The actor told the director, and that the director is, told me. That is honestly not cool, in my opinion. No offense to your actor, whoever he is, but that's not cool. He should have talked to you about that. I thought that was tough. I was like, Why would weird. he put that through the director? That's so weird. I know, but it's like I love sharing shit like that because I just I do like being the butt of the joke. Did and you, you have the to? Story. Did you have to act together a lot? Yeah, like every single day. What is this problem? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the guy just uh, has no taste. What about trust for your scene partner, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, So you're getting into younger men. You're in, I mean, I mean, like as an actress, you're having, you're in these movies. Yeah. In all my favorite movies. Um, okay. So six years. Yeah. Another Hannah Fidel movie written and directed by Hannah Fidel. Yeah, that was, a. I mean, I think Thaisa and Ben had to do the heavy lifting in that one. I think Hannah really wanted to give me something fun to do because the teacher was kind of dark and intense. Yeah. And uh, she was like, you just get to be the flirty girl. That's like like, me the other night. Totally. She just, yeah, exactly. She just wanted to see like the fun flirty, you know, she was like, do that. Yeah. And um, and you did it so well. And it was really fun <gasps> and easy. There is this, oh, and easy. Oh, God. Well, there's this one scene that is so sexy. And I'm not sure if I'm in love with you. And that's why I keep going for these things. Like, <laughs> I must be clearly, whatever. Anyway, it's neither here nor there. There's this one scene where you, um, what happens with it? You're in the guy's dorm. The young guy is in a six-year relationship, right? Yeah. And you come over and he goes down on you. Oh, yeah. But you, like, instigate him going down on you, right? Don't you, like... Push his head down a bit? I think so, yeah. Oh my God. And I was just like, <laughs> yes, this is incredible! This is unbelievable! <laughs> Uh, and you're so, oh, my God, this entire podcast. is gonna be like, that was really weird how you did that girl's uh, weirdo podcast where she's like, <laughs> <laughs> she's really defensive about you saying she was flirting one time. And then she's like, I loved it when you made him go down on you. Oh, can I go down? <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to think that you want to go down on me. I don't. Okay. But I really enjoy our new flourishing friendship. Um, <laughs> Hi, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! But like, how do you do? You get self conscious when you do these like sexual scenes. And by the way, Lindsay is looking at her like cartoonishly looking at her fingernails, being like, "Just another day in showbiz, whatever." I'm just looking at how messed up my nail polish is and how glad I am and it's a podcast. Oh no, you look, you're beautiful all the time. You're perfect. You have tiny hands. Yeah, freakishly small. But why? Uh, I don't know. Well, when I was in middle school, they called me Premi, which is really rude because I was rude because yeah, I was really. Um, Short, Yeah. Flat chested. Okay. Had tiny hands and tiny feet. And so that's what they called me. Which kind of hurt my feelings. Well, how big are your feet now? They're seven and a half, seven. which is so That's fine. Average size, I yeah. think. Beautiful boobs. You've got huge boobs. But I don't mean to objectify you. <laughs> but I just did. Uh, yeah. You know, gift from my parents, I guess. Um, um. <laughs> but do you ever get self-conscious during the, the uh, like, in those scenes? Or are you just so comfortable because it's Hannah? Or would it be different with a different director? Uh, a long, long time ago, I was self-conscious. Like my first film, I actually did was right out of college, and I was playing a prostitute. Oh, what's that called? And I want to see that. Your number one fan, lurker over here. Um, you can Google it. Okay. Um, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, I wasn't comfortable with myself at that time. I was re- I was like twenty-two, and I just wasn't. I don't know. I wasn't. I didn't want to be doing sex scenes necessarily, and the whole thing was like. I wasn't into it. Yeah. I've, I guess since then, I've gotten more comfortable, just, like, more experience. So it's not that, not such a big deal. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, it depends on the scene, well, I guess. like, in a scene like that where, you know, you guys are making out and you push his head down, it's like, I don't know. Is that, were you just totally comfortable or are you, like, you just own your sexuality so beautifully? I'm just like, what a fucking badass. And I don't think I'm the only person... Well, it's not real, you know. What? Oh <laughs> my. It's not real and that helps. Aristotle, you know? did you know this? Movie making is not... Okay. I think, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm actually kind of <clears throat> modest maybe and, and like a little bit shy and stuff like that. But in that kind of context, you know, you just try to play the scene. I yeah. Know. You no, it makes sense. Yeah. So... I mean, I want to ask about your parents, who your parents are. I want to know about uh, you being in a relationship and for your boyfriend. My parents are a, lawyers. They're My lawyers. dad's a judge. Dad's a judge? Stepmom's a justice. Yeah. They're all lawyer, law oh law God. persons. Oh, my God. Do they understand the lifestyle you've chosen for yourself? Are they annoyed? Mm, no, I don't think so. They don't. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, they're happy. They, they're they very supportive. They are very loving. Um, they're happy for me. I think they, and proud of me, I don't think they necessarily understand it. Yeah. I think maybe my mom understands it a little bit more because she's a very emotional person underneath this, like, very powerful lawyer kind of exterior. She'd get me, too, I think. Yeah, for sure. My dad is, like, a little bit more... Uh, I don't know how to say that. He's a judge, you know? He he He's, like, a perfect judge. And he... Uh, like I, le- I gave him a book for Christmas, which was Big Sur and the Oranges of Hieronymus Bosch by Henry Miller, which is a great book, um, kind of about being an artist. And then, and he was just like, "Yeah, I read it. I mean, I liked. I don't think I get it. It's just not my thing." Whoa. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, right. I get. I understand. You're just different than me." <laughs> Do they see your movies and like freak out? Sometimes they see my movies. They seem fine. They're very. I don't know. They're, yeah. Somehow they're very fine with it. They don't seem to mind. Yeah. I feel like maybe. Yeah, like my little sister saw the last movie I did with Nathan Silver who directed Thirsty, which is called Actor Martinez. Have you seen it? I have not seen that. You should see it. Okay. I think you'll like it. Um, are, you, are you nude in it? Uh no i'm not trying to be like howard stern here being like oh show me your tits but i'm sorry i apologize i, like, <laughs> I just want to know I, I guess I, you are howard stern i am not howard stern <laughs> i'm just saying i'm like i'm calling myself out in the fact that i'm like you know tiptoeing up to sexual objectification but i feel like i'm not doing it because i'm a woman we're both women but yeah and, and i like i like showing my boobs and things so i just appreciate i what noticed. You do. why oh the short film the short film oh yeah but you've got perfect none of my business perfect areolas is what i was gonna say uh you do thank you that's why you know it takes one to know it okay so go on anyway this movie my sister saw it and i'm playing myself in that movie like i'm playing Lindsay burge oh so you I, are yeah so i think she she was like this movie of all the movies you've done just freaks me the fuck out because it, it's conf- it's confusing yeah. to her oh god i don't know because i'm not like hiding behind a role although of course i am hiding behind a role but well, why was it your name who made it oh the nathan nathan, nathan, nathan and my yeah. god do you know my god no he made this uh, suppo- apparently great movie called California Dreams, which is coming out soon. Anyway, oh. they, made, they directed this together. <clears throat> you should see it. Anyway, um, but my parents are pretty good about it. Some people like uh, at the, at the uh, screening, some people came to see the movie on Friday, yeah. were seated next to my mom and felt a little um, uncomfortable. Really? <laughs> oh my God, I feel like you're so perfect. It was like barely any nudity. Yeah. just a little bit of an areola, and that was it. Not enough, if you ask me. Relax, Alexi. Just fucking relax. (laughs) I'm sorry. Oh, my gosh. Your parents kind of— You're actually Mr. Skin, aren't you? (laughs) I am. I'm like, it's 17 seconds in. (laughs) That's when the shit gets real. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, my God. If you guys could only have seen (laughs) Lindsay Bird ever so lightly, delicately placing a Listerine minstrip upon her tongue. Is this what you always do? No. I don't know. They're always different. I was telling (laughs) Aristotle... Wait, is this what I always do? I was telling Aristotle... Kind of, yeah. Why? Just like tangentially just jump all around? No, no, no. Like like flirt with guests? Yeah. Oh, my God. Am I flirting with you? No. I'm flirting with Lindsay? No, you're flirting with your audience, which is what you're supposed to do. No, don't tell me who I'm flirting with. I'm (laughs) flirting with you. This actually is quite a relief. Oh, my God. You've just blown my mind. Because I have got... Like, I'll date a guy or I'll have a boyfriend for a moment or something... And he'll be like, he'll either get irritated that I'm a flirt or he'll, he likes it, but he's, you know, he goes, oh yes, you you flirt on the podcast with all the men. It makes me so happy that I'm flirting with you because I'm heterosexual, but I am just a flirty person and you're a woman and I'm being the exact same way with you. Maybe more so because I feel more cozy to do it. There's more freedom. Yeah. Because I don't, you know, I don't think you're going to be like, hey, I want to get a drink after this podcast because I try to like reel in a little bit with men. Oh my God, I'm so completely revealed and... Really proud of myself, okay? <laughs> what a day for, uh, for the Love, Lexi podcast. Self-discovery. Self-discovery happening. It should happen every moment. That's, that's all you can hope for. But, um, okay, listen. Okay. We can't leave any stone unturned. We've barely scratched the surface. <laughs> oh, my God. Somebody told me that your parents have a house in Malibu, and I was furious. My mom does, yeah. Oh, my God. Wait, are they not together anymore? No, they divorced when I was two. Is she okay? What do you mean? Should we go out there and hang out? <laughs> Is she okay? I mean, I just think if, we, if I had brought the bottle of rosé, we could uh, have lifted over to her. I mean, we could just go out there and she'll have a bottle of rosé for us. <laughs> Visit mom. I'm actually writing that down. I know. I thought that maybe I should have taken Damian there when he was here and I was sort of like shuttling him around town, showing him things. Damian. Is that how you say his name? I don't know how the fuck to say his name. Am I allowed to swear? Of course! (laughs) It's all about you and me doing whatever we please. He, yeah, I mean. Damien. Damien. I can't live my life like this. This is why I could never date a French guy. But I saw those pictures of you with a baguette and everything when you were a child. Don't you? Where? On Instagram. I love you. (laughs) You do all the right things. Um, This is all I want from a man. Just to be like quoting like photos or like referencing photos on my Instagram, like having watched my short film. Um, You're never going to get that. Really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even say that right. I was like, will we? Will <laughs> <laughs> we? Oh, I'm like Barbara Walters over here. That's incredible. Okay. Um, man, where the fuck? Oh. I've been holding out hope. <laughs> oh, my God. What did, we, the, what did the Yenta say? I shouldn't call her Yenta. Who are the Yenta? The matchmaker. Oh, well, she's like. Uh, Is she like likely going to find somebody? Orange hair. Um, I don't think so. I think we've I think no. I think that's not going to happen. I have. Uh, I'll tell you later. Yeah. Okay. Oh God. But um. Well, I already told you in the girls' room what I think. Oh what? Which is that right now you shouldn't have a boyfriend. Oh, you can say that on the podcast. Yeah. I shouldn't have a boyfriend because because you're making a movie. I you know. I'm making a movie. Yeah. Oh dear lord. And you have to focus. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. And they require a lot of attention. They do. Tell me what I need to know about movie making. All no, the, I all, meant men. Oh, they do. All right, hold on. We're talking movie making. We're talking men. Okay. We're talking Malibu. We're talking men. <laughs> oh, my God. What if What if, you said, like, you referred to yourself as awkward, but what if this podcast is so fun and upbeat that you become my permanent sidekick? That would be so fun. be So funny because and unexpected. I do feel like we're, like, kind of a, we kind of balance each other. We do. Two imbalanced girls that come together to balance each other out. Yeah. Actually, that makes perfect sense. Cause I'm, I'm like a bit of an upper, you know. Are you a downer? <laughs> I'm like a, I'm like, I'm, I, 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 like to be calm, you know. I like to get get myself calm. Otherwise, I go whack, wha- I'm a wacko. <laughs> yeah, and I just start wacko, and I never, I actually. Yeah, but keep telling me about us. This is good. Keep telling me about us. Keep telling. I mean, amazing. I mean, keep telling me about us. But I mean, like, it sounds great to me. No, but I I was reflect. I was like, oh my god, did I blow it the other day with my like friendship with my possible friendship with Lindsay? Because like, just flashbacks were coming. (laughs) Flashbacks at the bar where I was like, did you force him to make out with me? Where I was like. Did you force them to make out with me? Oh, my God. Am I ugly? And I was like, why would you ask such, like, insecure... Because when I'm in my right brain, and I'm not, like, yeah. fucked up or, like, believing false stories I tell myself, which is, like, something right. I have a tendency... Do you ever do that? Yeah, we all Yeah, Yeah. Do we all do that? Um, I Some- think so, except for, like, the masters. <laughs> the masters at life yeah yeah well who are those people i don't know boring those are the (laughs) ones who don't relate to the characters you play in movies and like i have no interest in those people but yeah uh but i was like oh did i ruin my flourishing friendship but uh no i mean i think as you could tell i you know i like i like people's uh i like weirdos me too i am a weirdo i like other weirdos am i another weirdo uh you you, uh at risk of (laughs) no tell me (laughs) hey let's let's lay all our cards on the table i mean aren't you a total total weirdo like an absolute Is this true? Freak? <laughs> Aristotle's, Aristotle's just like, get me out of here. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, He's like, I'm just doing my job over here. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, so maybe I have to focus on my movie, not date anybody. Because I'm not men- saying don't date. Dating's <clears throat> fun. Dating's but fun. You don't need to, like, have a boyfriend. Yeah, well, I think that wasn't happening before I was trying to make a movie, too. <laughs> so, whatever. But um, maybe it could take some of the pressure off of the dating, you know? Oh, Yeah. And it's just like, hey, I'm just like, I got a life. Yeah. Like, see you later. Busy. Yeah. Call yourself a lift. (laughs) Um, Yeah. uh, Oh, God. Oh. Well. Oh. When you were saying like, oh, it's exciting watching you flirting. Yeah. So what does that say? So you, how long have you been in your relationship? Because you're like. Two years. Two years. Yeah. So when you see new people like flirting, Uh is it like, you're like, hey, yeah. I like that. I mean, doesn't everybody <laughs> like that? Isn't that why, like, but 90% you, of TV and movies are just filled with people getting together and then... It is fun to watch. Yeah. It is fun to watch. Everyone likes to watch that. Yeah, but you're so cute because you were like, I feel like I'm watching a TV show. I was like, what? Oh, God. I was like, oh, no. I was like, did I undress and not realize it? I can't believe it. Um, uh, you're just such a pro. Am I? I mean, I think so. Oh, my God. Don't stop. Do you? Do you, Is it? That- Tell me what was pro like. I don't know. You just turned on the charm like that. Really? Yeah. At what point? It was like he would go away to the bar to get a beer or whatever, and you would just you would be like kind of like semi talking. You'd be talking to us, and then he would come back, and suddenly it was like you would transform. Really, that's disgusting. No, it's 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 great. Oh wow! Well, you're like suddenly you're Jessica Rabbit, or like you know in Bambi when the bunny, the skunks turn pink. <laughs> when the skunks turn pink. Oh my god! Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Okay. This is about you, though. Hold on. Good luck. Oh, good luck. Oh, my God. You're not going to let me interview you, are you? Oh, my God. What now? Oh, but, uh, oh but don't you think it takes, like, like what do you need overall? Like, not talking about who you're with now, but in general, it's like your kind of career. You need somebody. I would feel like you'd need somebody to be, like not jealous and really strong right yeah you kind of need some you definitely need someone to be not jealous yeah and really strong and have their own thing going on i oh, think yeah. in a major way yeah and also be willing to put up with all the bullshit because you know when when you're working on a movie when i'm working on a movie at least i can get pretty weird for a while like how i don't know i just like i like <clears throat> i can become really selfish and just like uh, I don't know. My f- Like, my friends and family get used to just not hearing from me for, like, the length of time that I'm doing a thing. Like, once I get into the thing, it takes me a minute. There's, like, a period of resistance before I start getting into it. Yeah. But then once I'm in it, it's, like, then that's where all my attention is going. I'm, like, obsessed with that thing until it's over. And so everybody else kind of has to deal with that, which... I wouldn't want to deal with that if I were on the other side of it. Have you been on the other side where somebody's being like that with you and you hate it? I don't know. I don't. I think I always, like, force them. I don't think I would do that well with it. I think I need to be paid attention to too much. Me too. Yeah. I almost feel bad for the man, the men I date. Yeah. Because I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Because you're like, ugh. I'm like, Ugh. Where are you? Or or they're on my case too much and I'm like, ugh, yeah, leave me totally. alone. Or they're not and I'm like, oh, right. I love you even more now. Pay attention to me. I need you. Like, right. And I expect them to just like absolutely understand that balance and do exactly what I want them to do whenever I want them to do it. <laughs> and sometimes it's one extreme and sometimes it's the other. Yeah. I think that sounds great. I don't imagine that I'm a very easy person to date. I don't think I am either. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> 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 oh, God. I have to freeze <laughs> my eggs immediately. <gasps> Dumb you? <year? laughs> um, but since we need pe- I want people to go see Thirst Street and I want to shine a spotlight on that movie-making experience. Yeah. What was that like? Like, how did that all come to be? And you didn't speak any French, right? Uh, just a tiny, tiny bit. So tell me, you get the call, you don't audition because you've already worked with Nathan, the filmmaker. Yeah, we worked, we worked together on on that other movie, Actor Martinez, and... Then he, I don't remember, maybe he just sent me an email or a text or something. And he well, was we need just, the details. I can't forget. Was it a text remember? or was it a goddamn email? I think it was a text. <laughs> okay, so he texted you. He sent me a text and he's like, hey, I want to make a movie with you, blah. He's, he's very like, um, he has a lot of energy. Oh, wow. He, he sounds like me. Uh, Sorry. Have you not met him? No. Oh, he has, you should meet him. He, he has a lot of energy. He moves really quickly. He's constantly working on a ton of projects. Maybe he was at AFI last year. I mean, the year before, actually. Cause uh, yeah, so we were there, and he was like, "I want to make this movie in Paris with you," and blah blah blah. I'm like, "Okay, sounds great. I want to go to Paris." Where did this idea come from? Is it a personal experience he had? He uh, he, yeah, I think so. I mean, he spoke with this guy Chris Wells, who co-wrote the film with him, about the about how he wanted to make a movie with me, and in Paris, I think. And Chris said, "Oh, well, I actually have." already written a thriller for her in Paris. Something like that. Oh my god. Some weird thing like that. And then, without reading the script, they they then wrote this other movie. And I think, uh, w- without knowing it, he was writing, Nathan was writing about himself, for sure. Um, the character of Gina is, like, definitely him to a oh. great extent. He might've thought that he was writing about other women he knew or something like that, but it's like definitely him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've definitely dated Gina. You have uh, that kind of, you know, him or anybody who's like, Oh, I love you. And it gets really weird. You have, I've been yeah. on both sides. Yeah. But go on. So he, that's something he experienced. He was channeling me. I'm just, p- I'm taking a moment to picture that happening to you and I can, I can picture it. You can. Um, well, that's yeah. flattering. Okay, good. If you couldn't picture it, I'd be like, hey, what's wrong with me? I could be cool enough for somebody to freak out on or no, something. No, of course. Thank you. I mean, of course. Um, okay, so, yeah, so then they wrote this thing and well, what was the question? Oh, yeah, so then... So he wrote this thing. I was just kind of wondering how the kernel of the idea came to, like, why, it, where, it, from where it originated. Yeah, and Chris's mom uh, is or was a flight attendant, so oh, I wow. think the... The job became natural, and he was, and he, I think he was inspired in part by the lifestyle of like of, by his lifestyle, which is going from film to film, a uh, film festival to film festival, project to project, and not being able to like have any kind of normal life in the way that a flight attendant does. Yeah. So, or he imagines that oh, a that's flight attendant smart. does. Yeah. yeah. So it was an interesting um, parallel, I guess, and. He definitely, his life is like that. He's just moving all the time and making stuff all the time. And as a result, he doesn't really have much of like a, he doesn't have like a girlfriend or a normal relationship. I feel like I'm being uh, rejected right now by Nathan. What? Because you're like, <laughs> through you telling me that he is unavailable. Is <laughs> I'm like, wow, well, okay then, fine. Well, you don't even know what you're missing out on. <laughs> I was wondering what was happening in your face. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on in her oh face? <laughs> How she's taking a person? <laughs> no, I was, I was trying to <laughs> put it all together. Yes, okay. So, yeah, then you, okay, you end up when you you go to Paris, right? Yeah, I go to Paris. They fly, uh, they fly you out. They fly me to Paris. It's uh, last summer, and I have two weeks to like rehearse, essentially. But it's an improv movie for the most part. We we're working off like a twenty-page script, so there's not that much rehearsing that you can really do. Um, where did Damian, Damian, whatever his name is, how did he become part of the mix? Has Uh, he done Polanski movies or what's the name? No, he had done this movie called, in the U.S. name is Staying Vertical, which was at Cannes that year. Um, And some of the producers of the film, Ruben and Lola, Lola who's also in the movie, um, they knew him from that. Maybe they were friends with him or they met him at Cannes or whatever. So they brought him on. For the role. Yeah. And, oh, um... Oh, my boyfriend is so talented. He is. Your Isn't boyfriend he's is so really talented? talented. I yeah. know he's the best. Um, he is really talented. And, God, he, like, he really brought so much to the whole experience. It was kind of crazy. Just, he just kind of welcomed us all in and was helping find locations and actors. And he was? Yeah, he, he had a very... He was... I mean, it was too good to be true in oh a way. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he... Those positive aspects of his character are very much him, I think. The yeah. negative ones we will excuse him from. But. Yeah, he's acting. Yeah, he's, he's acting. a very good actor. So <laughs> you're at a cafe. You don't know him. Oh, yeah. You don't speak any French. Yeah. It's an outline movie. Yeah, and so we kind of, I, I told him, you know, I met him at this dinner and we couldn't communicate at all. And it's always nerve-wracking, you know, when you meet your co-star who you're going to be doing, like, sex scenes with. And... And you're, you know, you can't help it. You're like a little bit like, oh, geez, i meeting. Yeah. It's like, it's like kind of like a blind date. And then. Yeah. And then we show up and we, we just can't say anything to each other. It's just like. Really? <laughs> yeah, it's like, bonsoir, bonsoir, kiss, kiss. And then nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and then. And uh, then. And I was like, oh, crap. Like, how? what are we going to do? How are we going to do this? But that just became a huge part of the film. And actually, I think it was really useful in a way because it was just like, oh, yes, of course. A great uh, thing I think about the movie is that, uh, you know, it's about in part the inability of people to, to communicate, all people in, in every relationship. And oh, yeah. in this movie, it's made quite literal because we just can't speak the same language. Yeah. And so it makes it that much easier for. I mean, as you know, so much of these obsessions are about delusions and telling st- yourself stories, telling yourself stories that aren't true. Oh God! And um, I am Gina. Yeah, we're all Gina. I mean, I loved that in your short today when she, when she, you, um, where you're like, you know, you're praying. And you're, Thank you for our how you know, <laughs> we're a happily married couple and oh God. the whole thing. I mean, I've been there, you know, and it's like. And I actually use my ex-boyfriend's name in that, and then his new wife, baby mama, blocked me on Instagram. Not that I even look at her account. I think that seems fine. Okay, yeah, (laughs) me too, me too. But I was like, I told him, I was like, hey, I'm gonna use your real name. This is like right after our breakup, because I was like, this is weird. I'm making this thing. Yeah. He's like, great, no worries. Yeah. And then like life happened. Yeah. And then shit got real, and then I'm like. I am Gina. I also love that you have him call you right after you leave that very lucid message, because that's exactly how it always happens. Oh, yeah. You know, you just talk yourself into a crazy circle. You come all the way around to the other side, and then suddenly you're like rational, normal, and then you're like, okay. Oh, it's like the law What's of attraction. Up? Or it's like you put your attention on something else and then everything you wanted comes to you. But anyway. Always, this, every time. This is not about me. Stop deflecting. Back to my... I I, I interrupted. I'm sorry. Okay, so... They want to know about you. They want to know about us, okay? <laughs> I mean, now that you're the new sidekick, but uh, co-host. Okay, so... So, yeah, so we just made that a big part of the movie that we couldn't communicate with each other. Yeah. And it just fits right in because it makes it that much easier for her to... Keep on believing that he loves her because she can't literally understand what he's saying to her. Yeah. And what were like some of the hardest scenes to shoot? Uh, I wish I could remember. Um, let me think. Let's take a pause for thinking. Take pause. <laughs> Taking a pause for thinking. I mean, I've had to answer this already, <clears throat> but I feel like I always answer it with some lie. Any highlights you about the movie? How I mean, gonna... there was this one scene where... I don't know if you remember the scene where I show up wearing a wig. Oh, yeah. I, mean, and I just saw the movie the other day. Yeah, so there, was, be really weird it. there was something about it where I just like... <clears throat> I don't know what it was. I think it was just about looking at myself in the mirror and seeing how stupid and horrible I looked in this stupid wig. And it was just suddenly like the the character in the film. I think is constantly being hum- humiliated in various ways. And oh I, god! And this, for whatever reason, this was kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. And I was just like, I don't want to do it. <laughs> that just actually broke your back as a human being. Like, yeah, as Lindsay, you're like, I don't want to do this. I was like, I don't wanna- what? Oh, And they God. were just like, okay, now just get on your mark. Oh, <laughs> man. And what about when you're singing at the karaoke place? Oh, yeah. And, and I I actually like to sing a lot, but I don't like doing karaoke. It's really, uh v- like, vulnerable and nervous-making yeah, for me. Yeah, I don't like it either. And I... And like this was the worst case scenario because they couldn't have any sound. Whereas normally when doing karaoke, oh it's my like, you know, God. but they're recording sound. So it's just silent in the room. And I just have a go- And I made them give me a little ear pierce piece so I could just hear the song in my ear. Oh, God. But like otherwise, the whole room is absolutely silent and dead you know it's oh like my god it's like doing a like a party scene where you have to flirt with somebody but everyone else has to be silent and yeah. it's so embarrassing it's yeah. like- <laughs> oh my god <laughs> yeah that was a little bit rough I guess too. do you I also broke a toe and a finger on this film I'm, you did I'm, yeah how just like simple stuff <laughs> tell me the <laughs> listeners want to know there's like a tu- the tug of war with like a bum, kind of. Oh, God. After finger- the La La Land moment. Yeah, yeah. And my finger just got wrapped up in a piece of cloth and like pulled out. So I don't know if it was dislocated or what. Oh, my God. And then I, I kicked a light stand. I hit a light stand, you know. Where was Sean Price Williams to protect you? Nowhere. Na- napping. Napping. <laughs> Gallivanting around town. Um, I don't know. I said that to somebody afterwards as a joke. I was like, but he didn't think it was funny and didn't get it. And maybe that's fine that he didn't get it. But like, because there's that... Spoiler alert. A dance sequence, like a dream kind of sequence in the movie. And then I walked out and uh, somebody was like, did you like the movie? And I went, oh my God, I love the movie. And then I went... sure like more than La La Land too or something because that one moment made me think of La La Land Yeah, and then the guy it fell flat like it did just now and like the guy was like what and I was like I don't know I'm gonna get out of here Because it's I funny did... how many people <clears> mention <throat> La La Land because well, of I, one sequence I, well because I don't like the movie La La Land and then the, seeing that one dance moment in a movie that I did like Thirst Street please go see it in theaters now uh, also <laughs> available uh, video on demand yeah in December though in December so cool your jets December 12th. guys let this fucking podcast sink in seep into your pores if you will and your ear holes and then casually lube yourself up <laughs> for a viewing delightful experience in December. God, I can't believe I actually got all the, maybe these brain pills I'm taking are working. What brain pills? What is that? Is it a compact? That's my compact. I got yeah. it from CVS. Check it out. It looks like a spaceship. It looks um, advanced. Oh my God. Your friends who are listening are going to be like, oh my God, I listened to that annoying podcast you did with that bonehead girl. Are you listening to me, Lindsay? <laughs> no I'm sorry I'm looking at myself <laughs> I know she really is of oh, course God. I'm listening me to too. you me too let me have a peek yeah you know. take a look this friendship's gonna work we gotta yeah <laughs> I don't know about growing my bangs out that's it's hard to do it's hard to do did you have bangs at one point yeah I did and what happened you grew them out and I grew survived. them out yeah you survived yeah well you know yeah I survived I sometimes want them again, but there is something nice about just being like, this is my face, deal deal. With this it. is my face, but that's what I've been dealing with, and people are like, relax, put it under wraps again, because uh, I can't handle it. But I am, you know, I keep saying I'm letting my third eye breathe or something. <sighs> breathe. We're both rubbing our third eye. <laughs> oh, man. So, <laughs> Third Street. Why isn't this a talk show? It should be. I used to have a talk show in my bed called Alexi in bed and then Joan Rivers rest in peace she's one of my favorite people in the entire world uh, yeah. then she started an, uh, a, like a Joan Rivers in bed talk show which is already stolen from this show called Big Breakfast in England that I thought I was ripping off but then all of a sudden Joan Rivers comes in with a lot of money behind her and then she like at the same time whips out all these uh, talk show interview things yeah, segments and then I just stopped hmm. um, listen we've talked relationships we've talked Thirst Street we've talked about my personal life what do we want to talk about well What's next? Uh, and do you audition constantly? Or, like, what is your main goal? Because you're, you're, like, this indie darling. You're just this, whatever. I don't want to say that. It's probably a disgusting phrase to use. But it's, like, oh, you're going to be in Easy. You're in Joe Swanberg's yeah. Easy coming up, Season 2. Yeah. Can you tell us anything about that? Uh, I don't know if I can tell you anything plot-wise, but it was really fun to make, and I was really happy to work on it. And yeah it was a It was a great part of my year <laughs> it was, yeah, more than one episode uh well i do you know how the show works it's like standalone episodes, anthology style, so it 's basically like a book of short stories, yeah, um sometimes they, they intersect though okay, yeah, so occasionally they 'll have a character do like a little crossover so maybe if if people like my episode this season, maybe i 'll be in an episode next season, I hope so, I hope so too. um it was really, really fun to work on i mean joe 's kind of you know, uh, he's like a master at this style of filmmaking, which is kind of the style of filmmaking that I've been working in. So it was is that really... I out, mean outline? Is it outline or is it heavily scripted? It's or outlined. It's outlined. Yeah. Oh my God. People are just getting better and better. He is a master at it. He really is. And and I've worked with him before. And On And I think he's getting better and better at it too. Uh, I was in All the Light in the Sky with Jane Addams. What? I had a really tiny part in it, but I was there for a lot of it. So I watched kind of the whole thing go down. Um, yeah. And that was awesome because i met jane she became one of my best friends and uh and i was in what else was i I had a tiny part in i mean i've I've had tiny parts in things of his like digging for fire i had a tiny part in tiny part in um silver bullets but this was like my first this was our first time really working together and i think it i think it went well yeah he's a friend of mine so it was like kind of nice and easy very tall too you like tall i do that's like your main criteria. I mean, I'm not trying to have like sex for Joe. I'm just saying he's tall. And every time I meet somebody who's tall enough to give me <laughs> uh, a piggyback ride, I'm like, this this person is incredible. I think my my mouth made a work sound. I think, I think you got so excited about a piggyback ride that you like your mouth started watering. You choked on your. Own my, I choked on my own skin in my mouth. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that's that'll that'll be. I think that comes out in December. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, December is maybe going to be. <laughs> so, but are you constantly auditioning? I audition, uh, I wouldn't say constantly. I think that, uh, I think that uh, ho- maybe Hollywood and I have to find the right thing, you know? You and Hollywood? Yeah, we're going to have to find the right thing. town. I know, what do you normally experience when you go, I mean, do you get nervous? Do you take beta blockers? Do you take propranolol? How do you prepare for an audition? I used to get nervous a lot. I don't get nervous as much anymore. I don't know what changed. Something changed. Uh, and But people told me to take... I used to get so nervous, you know, the way, you know, Uh, red all over and shaking and the whole thing. Yeah, And people told me to take beta blockers, but I've never taken them. Oh, I love them. Oh, really? They're so great. I think I probably should try experimenting with them because while I don't think I necessarily need them at an audition, I do need them at a callback. You need them at a callback. Hey. Yeah. Got them right here. Because a callback is so much scarier. No, hold on. This is a... 10 milligrams, the, probably the lowest dose, propranolol. It's a generic form. Yeah. I'm giving you one. What do I do? With just it? one. What do I do with it? Well, for an audition or a callback. And it's all natural, right? It's not all natural, but <laughs> just take one. Just only take one. And I've given you two because that's the kind of friend I am. Why don't I take, should I take half? I'll take half of No, one. take one. It's a very, very low dose. And that's it. That's won a Nobel Prize. I'm really sensitive. I'm very, didn't we just bond over how sensitive we both are? Yeah, but. I'm not trying to murder you. Okay. If you only want one and want to take a half. Well, it's like, I'll take a half. I say take one. I'll take one. Yeah, take one, <laughs> and you don't feel any side effects. That's a miracle thing. But just like, don't overthink it. Yeah, it just keeps you from shaking. Yeah, and keeps you from sweating profusely, which yeah. I do. I get red. That's you my get red. Thing. You I don't red sweat or. All over. I mean, I probably also sweat and okay. shake. But the thing I like can feel is like I can feel myself getting visibly red. Yeah, like I've been on set before years ago for a commercial where they were just like all of a sudden everyone's standing at monitor, like pointing at the monitor and I'm like, what's happening? Oh no! You know, like a tomato face? And then I just hear like, we get HMU in here? Oh, I'm like, what does that stand for? Oh god. I figured it out. Oh god. And she comes in she's just like, nah she's just gonna have to calm down. I was oh. just like oh shit. Oh my god. I was so embarrassed. I learned a commercial trick where I went to my head to be stroking a car oh, but my yeah. hands look ugly and they were like Here's what hand models do. You lift your arms up and you shake them and you get all the blood out of your hands and then they're presentable again. But then when you're hanging and drooping, that's when all the blood falls to them. We're both shaking our hands. You guys can't see this. We are getting ready for our hand close up. (laughs) You can't see it on this auditory experience, but wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. (laughs) We are ready to go. (laughs) Oh my God. My hands look amazing. Will you do the show again? Yeah. What to do for what purpose? Just because you're great. Because <laughs> I'll be your sidekick. Be well, you're too good to be my sidekick. No, it's you fun. To, no, you've got to thrive on your own. But also you're not being my sidekick now. We're 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 doing we're cohorts. I know, but we could really you know, if you get a tough cookie in here, we could really rip it to shreds. Them from both sides. Oh my god, a man or a woman? <laughs> I don't know. I think a man because fuck those fun? yeah and then we could like flirt and be like good cop bad cop but like both good cops but like sexy cops (laughs) oh my god um (laughs) my I just choked on wait let me look at my copious notes us playing sexy cops would be a funny thing oh my god I know I gotta write something for you that's all I wanna do now I really want to really play something where I'm, in a, where I'm not a crazy woman necessarily. I'm no. just a regular, not regular, but I'm a, a woman who mm-hmm. is, is in, in a relationship, you know? Yeah. Because I'm always playing these women who are obsessed with people and chasing after them, which is fun. Don't get me wrong. But I think it would be really fun to explore something like that. Well, maybe if you want your current relationship to last for a long time and have a baby, just pretend you're playing a role of, like, a normal woman in a relationship. This is really interesting advice giving me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Pretend to be a normal a woman, woman in a relationship. This might be you might have just given me some really brilliant advice it could ha- I mean I'm tra- I should do that too what, the, oh, the, the question I, is what do normal women do <laughs> I have no idea but if I wanted the job I could probably fake it or something oh my god that's what I'm going to do when I date another person I'm not going to get so I'm going to be like no 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 you're just you're playing the part of a normal I'll be like okay playing the part of a normal woman, woman. I don't know it sounds boring I don't know maybe it will be fun do you want to get married? Not to, to me. you? No. Generally? Yeah. Uh, I don't really care, although I think it'd be fun to have a party, but I'm not a very good host. Like, I'm a nervous host. That's so what it, a party planner is for. Yeah. You're Take up right. a propranolol. Yeah, 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 you're right. I'm, I, yeah, that might be fun. Yeah. A big party sounds really fun. Yeah. We could just do that anytime, though. Yeah, but like this, that specific kind of one where everyone makes a point of flying. You know, a lot of my yeah. friends live in New York, like a lot of them. and Yeah. A hey, lot relax. Of them okay. Like we get it. No, no, a no, lot no, of New no. York I mean, r- I have a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and they're very cool. No, no, no oh, I have God. more than you. Oh my God. I can believe this. Oh. But I just want, you know, it would be nice for everyone to be, the only thing people get together for is a wedding. That's true. And it's like an opportunity for people to be like, I don't have that. You want that? Why don't that? I have that? No, I'm saying you want that. Oh, I no, want No, I'm just that? kidding. I do want that. That's the only reason I would have a wedding. And so so people other people would be feel be jealous. Like, yeah, no, I'm just, I thought it was a joke gone but wrong. I got like, too real. But let's be honest about who has the most fun at weddings. I think we all know it's single people. Oh my god, you're so right. <laughs> you should be single. Oh my god. Oh my god. Actually, thank God you're in a relationship. We'll, we'll stop talking about this again because I really don't want to talk about your life. Like, oh my god, you would be dangerous. Oh my god, you would be. Look at you're crazy. You're like, <laughs> you're like sexily smiling and just like, oh my god, you're like rubbing your forearm. I love this. You. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see. Um, I'm trying to turn the coin back over. Oh, why? I was starting to be, get my devil face on. And I know, to I liked it. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I'm trying to like crawl into a relationship to be like, to like keep myself from waking up the next morning and being like, what did I do? Or what happened? And you're like in that thing. So we should swap. I don't want to be with your guy. That's what I'm saying. Maybe you could ask him if he I don't want that. That's all I'm (laughs) saying. I'm just saying like, because sometimes, oh, that's the order of events that sometimes happens that I notice. It's like in a relationship gone bad, dying to get out, you finally get out, you weep, you mourn for the relationship. When you're done mourning, you're like, hey, wait a minute. Maybe this is kind of fun. Then you're like, this is fun. This is fun. And then you have a crazy, crazy, wild thing where you're like fucking everybody. I'm talking about me or other girls, not you. Like, And then you have that one fun fun night too many as like a single person. Then you're like, I can't be single anymore. I shouldn't do this. I got to like crawl into the arms of somebody so I can like not be on the market or something. Because to be out there is so it's terrifying sometimes. Yeah, being out there is terrifying. Being out there is terrifying. For the most part, I love it. But then sometimes like a weird night rolls around where I drink too much wine and... Yeah, then I'm like, oh, God, I need to be, I need to have some kind of structure. Stability. Stability and structure. Also, maybe like. Maybe it's the alcohol, though. You I, think? I think the alcohol is definitely a proponent of, like, I mean, that's. I don't know. I don't want to be a downer, but I think also loneliness is, like, a real thing, you know? <laughs> I'm just talking about behavior. Loneliness is a real thing, but I'm more lonely I'm just talking about like the aftermath of going like, oh God, what did I put myself into the hands of, or oh, what? Of course. Or what jeopardy did I put myself in? And it's usually because of alcohol, and that's when I like, you know, end up naked with somebody that I'm like, I didn't have to let him inside me. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. And then and I, that's what it's al- alcohol is. It's basically for. It's like known for that. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that's like its deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Well, I mean, we gotta wrap it up. I gotta get. We, I gotta get. We gotta hard out at six p.m. We got 13 minutes tops. We talked marriage. We talked Malibu. We talked... What else is there to talk about? I feel like a big part of this is me cutting out, like, having my period. And making out with people you know. I think you're definitely going to leave that in. I really wish I could. I was at this festival and, you know, I was... I, I, I don't, like, listen... I don't read stuff and I don't listen to what people think for the most part. So, uh... Because it can really throw me off, like, in a huge way. Yeah. And, uh... I was having this great time. I was in the best mood. I was, like, super open, partying, blah, 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 having a great time. And then some guy came up to me and just decided to, like, tell me for about 30 minutes what was wrong with my performance in this movie. Oh, my God. And... at first it was fine I was like okay your opinion that's fine whatever um even maybe useful slightly you know like okay I maybe I agree with you about some of the things you're saying and everything was fine and then sort of maybe like 15 minutes and I noticed that my smile which I'd been wearing for about three days was just like disappearing from my face and then and then and then it, it totally bummed me out I had to go home the next day I woke up feeling like sad about it and then uh and then I was telling this story to somebody who I'd just met at the festival, and they are like, Why did you let that person do that to you? <laughs> and I was yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know. Well, because when people come at you, like, that's so much more about them. Like, if somebody's judgmental about me or you or feels the need to, like, say anything negative or mean, yeah. It's because there's something in them where they either they're not, I, I don't want to say everybody's jealous. You can't always say that, but they're either jealous, they're definitely uncomfortable in their own life, they're projecting. They're projecting. And they're not, it's like fucking worry about your own shit. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then people can like infect you with their like, yeah. And then I'll take that on. Yeah. But that's not, that's not real. Like, I don't judge you. I think it's cool when people date a tons of people, tons of people. Not that I even think that you have, but if you did, I would think it was very cool. And I have, and I'm cool. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah. Well, how do we bounce back from this? All the cuts. Can I leave that story in from the festival? Yeah. Okay. I don't um, think I've actually said anything that you couldn't leave in, probably. Oh, I have. Oh, man. I don't trust people <laughs> to cut things out. Uh, <laughs> trust me. Oh, my God. I will definitely cut all this stuff out. I always have this fear that I'm going to send it to Aristotle and I'm going to send him the wrong version. Yeah, that's because you're the one who's cutting it. Yeah, I'll be cutting it for sure. Wait. I can't. Okay. Line memorizing, auditioning, relationships. Uh, the, what? Oh, God. But I'm ter- I'm not good at auditioning. Are you good at auditioning? I'm horrible at We're auditioning. We're not supposed to say that. You're supposed to always be like I'm great at everything. No, but I'm really bad at it. It's I hate just it. Not how I. It, it's like the opposite of how I work, basically. How do you work versus like wait because you don't have to memorize usually. Well, so much of well sometimes I have to memorize, but um, like the invitation, which maybe you didn't see, but oh, like, the invitation. Yes, another sultry. But like, that's like a spooky sc- you know, girl. That was I'm, a script. I mean, I can't. I you play. It, it's the opposite of auditioning because in an audition, I mean, because what I learned when I was a child, and so I haven't been able to unlearn it, is that acting is reacting and listening. So, and oh, God, yeah. So if, if you're just reacting and listening, if, and if we're sensitive and it's all about making ourselves sensitive so we can respond in a, in a believable way in any scenario... You walk into a fucking audition room there 's five people who are bored and tired and cranky Tech and thing. the lighting is horrible and it 's like ho- the, there 's bad vibes in the whole room yeah. and whatever it 's like how on earth do you expect me to get from A to Z and some people are really excellent at that, and yeah. I really admire that and respect that. I personally am not that person it 's like i 'm a little bit slow I like to kind of ease into things. I kind of need to trust people before i 'm willing to show them my whole you know, fucking heart and soul. Yeah. So I I mean, I don't know. I got to get better at it, but I, I'm just, I'm kind of not. Yeah, I'm not either. I'm not good at memorizing and I'm not good at that art form. And the reading, the person reading with you is not very good. And yeah, you totally. And it's like, I, yeah, they're re, they're not very good. And then my reaction is just like. <laughs> to that non, not good performance. <laughs> face and screwing up to like. Totally. Thinking about them and what kind of person they are. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just a, a mess, but. Do you feel like because you're so sensitive, Maybe you, do you consider yourself an empath? Yeah. yeah. Like if you're in a situation and certain people are feeling like uh, desperate or upset or angry or or whatever, that you will take it on. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then blame yourself for the emotions. Because I I sometimes I'll be in a situation where people are like really insecure and mean spirited and then I'll take that on and I'll go, oh my God, you know, it, it must be me. Yeah. Or I think I'm it depends how well I'm taking care of myself, you know. Oh, like not enough sleep. Yeah, not enough sleep, like drinking too much or something, not yeah. eating enough food. Oh, me too. Not having any time to myself, whatever. Yeah, and you feel depleted. Yeah, if you're if I'm super depleted, then I can really spin out in a situation like that by absorbing everyone else's stuff. But other times, I can sometimes if I'm doing really well, I can just be like, I can I can be aware. Like I think I'm hype. I'm kind of hyper aware. Yeah. Normally, stuff like that that's oh, what's going wow. on with people. But then I can, if I'm in a good place, I can like, I can not take it all on. Right. And yeah. I, and I can, I can register the moment where I'm beginning to take it on oh and God. I can like step back a little bit, but that's really hard to do. And I'm it not, I'm often out of whack. So all you're of, often out of whack. Yeah. Do you meditate? Yeah. Yeah, I do, but then I forget. i got to I mean, meditate times for 20 don't. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, today I did it in the car on the you way here, did? which is not good. Were you driving? Yeah, I mean, that doesn't count. You know? Your eyes were closed? No. Okay. I don't meditate with my eyes closed, though. Oh. Oh, well, that's yeah, okay. That's like a Zen thing. Yeah. so you don't meditate with your eyes closed so that it's not, so the transition is easier. It's like oh. you can then take what you do when you're meditating into your life. Yeah. Sometimes. When you spiral or when you have a moment where you're like... Uh, if you even get this way when you get insecure or overthink something or like oh my god does everybody hate me or what did that that one exchange from the night before and all this stuff you have moments like this yeah I mean all the time obviously so me too I completely relate that's why I love you even more right now (laughs) um how do you get out of it, and how quickly can you get out of it? It depends. Sometimes it takes me a while. Like what's a while? I'm, sometimes I'm really slow. I don't know. It depends what happened, what the what kind of spiral it was, or what kind of nightmare. But there's several things. One is talking to my friends. The, the you know the people who are really really close to me and can put up with it. Your and best we do friends it for each other. Yeah, Caitlin, Hannah, Caitlin, Jen, Kim. Samantha Jacober these girls there's those, these girls that are just Dia there's I mean there's a bunch of them Lainey who I live with I mean you know yeah. you gotta you gotta lean on your girls you got your cool girl crew um, and then also I mean talking to my boyfriend too sometimes and then um, writing if there's no one around like sometimes you know do you ever come home from like a big social event and just feel like the next morning, it's just your your mind is just cycling through the five giant failures that you, <laughs> you know, like... Of the have, night? Five huge faux pas, the people who you made hate you, the people who you found out hated you all along, the people who, like, will think you're a dick forever because you didn't whatever, remember whatever you did with them last time you did it, you know, like, you know, those things. And then, and those things will just, those will just play in my head all day if I let them, Yeah, you know. So what do you do? So if I write them down, yeah. then they're kind of gone. Okay. Then you can kind of look at them and I'm just like, oh, that's bullshit. Who cares? Who removes, removes the power. <laughs> nobody cares. Nobody cares. <laughs> well, you realize that nobody cares as much as you do. Yeah. Even if you like offended somebody, yeah. usually they don't care as much as you do, really. You're so right. Right? Yeah. And there's just not enough time. And that's why even... And meditating. meditating. What else is good? Exercising, I guess. People do it. People do it. I've heard they do it. <laughs> Walking. Um... <laughs> just to make sure I get these people out of their house, into seats at a theater to go see Third Street. What do we need to know? Anything else? As we, as we land this plane, they might they they might honestly be watching it in their house at, uh, pretty but, soon, uh, unless at they point. live in various states. I mean, it's going to be at the draft house at some point. Yeah. in New York, it's going to be in Austin. Um, it's going to be in a, a number of cities. A date movie, a cool date movie, That's or a, a or a don't date movie. Yeah, it's a cool date movie. Cool date movie, and uh, and then it'll be on VOD and all these things. December twelfth, Thirst Street. Nathan Silver. Nathan Silver, written and directed by Nathan Silver, but he co-written... Damien Bonnard. Yeah. Co-written with Chris Wells. C. Mason Wells. <laughs> Fantastic. I feel like you... I'm like Alexi Wasser. <laughs> what? Know, you, what do you mean? You feel like a part of the movie now to me. <laughs> oh, because I... Because I'm dating your co-star. I'm just kidding. Oh, God. Anyway. I mean, I think... Uh, we did it. I think we've said all the things we can possibly say. And then maybe too much, but I'll edit all that out. Um, thank you for being on my podcast. Thanks for having me. Go see Thirsty, you boneheads. You won't regret it. Bye. Bye bye. Bye. Au revoir. Au revoir. <laughs> now leaving nerdist.com. Mm.